0: Good morning. Good morning, Alexis. How are you today?
1: I'm awesome. I'm exhausted because I feel like the brain capacity this week was <laughs> just too much, but such an awesome week.
0: Yeah, I agree. There was
1: there's just so much good stuff happening right now. Fun stuff that I want to work on and that I actually
0: love yeah. like to
1: consume or I'm interested in.
0: Yeah. So. I think it's cool we at the beginning of 2021, like put out in the universe just that we wanted this next level of clients and it's happening. The clients we're getting in the past few months are just so badass. And the clients are so cool. Like yeah.
1: the people mm-hmm. which is makes life so much easier. Yeah. Yeah. Agree. Know? So all right. Well I'm super excited to tell you about this awesome company today. Okay. And I guess it's awesome for, you know, what they stand for, but some of the things they do is trippy. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm excited. And I had a hard time in the beginning. There's so much content out there about them. So I'm going to have to figure out a way how to share some cool things with our listeners. But I tried to pick the things that really stood out the most to me and resonated with me. So this is just scratching the surface. Oh, cool. 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 Today, I want to talk about an organization that over the years has turned many heads, been banned from the biggest day on TV, and who seems to always be the focus of controversy,
0: Ooh. both inside and outside the animal rights movement around the world. PETA. Wow. PETA. This is a hard one to dive into. I'm impressed that you tackled this one. Yeah, but it's it was fun. Yeah. So if anyone doesn't know who PETA
1: is and what it stands for, it's PETA, P-E-T-A, or People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals. It's an American animal rights organization based in Norfolk, Virginia. Mm-hmm. And it's led by Ingrid Newkirk. And it has been around for almost 40 years. Oh, wow. And it has, it claims 6.5 million supporters. Wow. So do you know what its slogan is? I do not. No. Okay. Okay. Animals are not ours to experiment on, eat, wear, or use for experiment or abuse in any other way. Oh, so I didn't realize that they don't even want people eating animals. That's the new... I mean, I think that back in the day, it wasn't that they didn't want you eating animals. They just didn't want restaurants or meat producers to be cruel to their animals. But now it's all vegan. Like, don't even eat animals, don't wear animals. It's gone super extreme. Wow. And they still have the same level of support? Well, think about it. Think how many people are vegan now. Yeah. And it's so weird to me that now products say they're vegan, which I never paid attention to. And it's really weird because I love animals, but I
0: love meat. Yeah. And I I mean, I'm just going to be honest. I'm a Chicago girl. Like, I'm a meat and potatoes kind of girl. Of course, I'm all for the humane treatment of Animals that we're going to eat or not eat, period. And, you know, I'm an animal lover myself, but I didn't realize PETA had gone that direction. That's so interesting. So, why I chose
1: them also is because there was this campaign that stuck out to me. It was, it started over 30 years ago, it was back in the 90s. And it was so controversial that I remember it when I was a kid because my grandma bought me a fur coat to go to see Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. And, I had seen on the news that people were getting red paint thrown on fur <gasps> a coat. So I was freaked out. Like, is this going to happen to me? But I wore the ugly fur coat. Anyways, it was hideous. Yeah. Do you remember that? People used to throw...
0: Yeah, I do remember. Red paint. Red paint. Yeah. Didn't something happen with the Kardashians and like red paint? Are you going to cover that? Or flowers? Yeah. I mean, so it has been over 30 years they've been throwing red paint or flower
1: to shame people wearing fur.
0: Wow. Your grandma is really bougie. So I can see her like with her fancy fur coat. She had a purple or she has
1: a purple fur coat. Really? And she brought it camping to Flagstaff. (laughs) (laughs) We're like, you don't have a Patagonia? She's like, no, I brought my fur. Oh my God. (laughs) So funny. But it's crazy because that's not how the campaign started. It actually started with a campaign slogan that said, rather go naked than wear fur.
0: Huh.
1: Okay. So it was launched on the streets of Tokyo outside a Japanese fur expo on February 18th, 1992. And it was led actually by PETA's vice president, Dan Matthews, and just another PETA supporter, Julia Sloan. Okay. So Matthews said that the campaign was not born in a boardroom. Like they didn't sit around and like come up with this cool slogan. It was born out of desperation. So in 1992, he was like desperate to get this campaign out there and just make a stance on fur. And him and Julia flew to Tokyo to protest at this fur convention. So they didn't have a big budget. They literally just had them. Wow. So they got to the fur convention, stripped naked, and (sighs) held a banner that they wrote we would rather go naked than wear fur. It wasn't like printed. It wasn't fancy. It's legit like with a Sharpie. Was that the first stunt that they really did? Yeah, well, not PETA, but this for this campaign. Yeah. So, but they were smart, and they enlisted some in rebellious Japanese teenagers to write and fax press releases. Oh, they faxed. They them. Fax- I guess it was 1993. You said, or yeah, or 1992. So it worked. And the day of the convention, like these birthday-suited activists were greeted by CNN, Fiji TV, like every press outlet just stormed them, and this campaign just went insane. Wow. So that really marked the beginning of PETA's iconic naked celebrity
0: ad series. Mm -hmm. So do you know who the first celebrity was? (sighs) I'm trying to think. No, I don't. I don't think I know who the first one was. So
1: it was actually the Go-Go's. They were so into it. They posed naked for their concert poster, and they decided that a portion of the sales they were going to donate to PETA. Oh, that's cool. So they weren't just posing for like the ad campaign. Yeah. It was really cool. But then now it's so crazy. You know, some now say it's like a celebrity rite of passage because everyone has posed nude for PETA. I mean, look at this. Oh, wow. Tyra Banks. Tyra
0: Banks. Pamela Anderson. Anderson.
1: Pink was like, this was in Times Square. Christina Applegate. I mean, it, and it goes on and on wow. and on. Dennis Rodman did a crazy thing. Steve-O. <laughs> I mean, it, it's just crazy. There's so many. It's So cool. And then I also found one where it it started to get more racy, and Melissa Etheridge and her partner posed naked in this like weird pose. And it was in Times Square, too. So, oh, weird. Generated a ton of conversation. And then the
0: Kardashians, and it just, the list goes on and on. So, what do you think? I mean, I think people know about the celebrity involvement. So, I think it sparked a ton of more interest in PETA. But I don't know if the people who, are following PETA because of celebrities really fully understand what the organization stands for. I agree. Okay. I feel like
1: the imagery is so sexy and, like, you see your favorite celebrity. I think they're just like, oh, that's yeah. a celebrity naked.
0: Like, are they taking the time to really understand, like, is this an organization in whose mission, like, I believe in and researching it? I don't know if that actually happens. It'd be interesting to understand the demographic of who's the supporters, where's the money coming from, like what is what do these campaigns actually do? Yeah. Speaking of supporters, so there are so many PETA supporters that are just
1: wacky and they get together. And it typically happens around Fashion Week where they do these weird stunts. So there's another one here where around Fashion Week, they were sitting outside where everyone goes in to do the fashion shows yeah. and waiting for first people to come out. And look how creepy this is. all of these people. Oh, they're like doing interpretive dance. Yeah, but look at They surround this woman in fur and it looks funny at
0: first and this woman's trying to get in the taxi, but then they like bombard her. There's these dancers in like all black and they all have black masks on and they're doing interpretive dance around this woman in a fur coat. And then there's people in the background standing with signs that have the word fur with like the red cross over it. Yeah, and look, they, she tries to
1: leave at one point and they all just like surround her and she can't leave. So they're not like actually throwing anything at her but it's just creepy. That is really creepy. How did they even, were they standing outside of a place where they expected people in fur to be? Yeah, look, so all these people from Fashion Week come out and they're trying to get Why is that lady
0: in fur dancing with her?
1: Cause 'cause, look at at first she thinks it's funny and she's like trying to dance with them. But then if you watch the whole video, they end up circling her and making like a chain so she can't get out from them. Oh, wow. Insane. So did that go viral? Yeah, it went viral. I mean, they do so many crazy things at Fashion Week. Like you name it. I could have shown you 100 videos, but I thought that one stood out because it was like if you're walking on the street, you'd think, oh, how cool, like these interpretive dancers. But then towards the end of the video, she freaks out. and She's like, help, let me out. And the police have to come get her out.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: But the crazy thing is, so it lasted 30 years, this campaign. It just ended this year in February. Why? did it end because they feel like they won the battle against fur so nearly every top designer has shed fur california has banned fur of course california queen elizabeth ii has renounced it macy is closing all of its fur salons
0: wait macy's like the department store yeah they have fur they sell fur they sell fur. Wow.
1: And then the largest fur auction house in North America just filed for bankruptcy during COVID. So, so they
0: feel like they achieved the mission, we're good to go, move on to the next
1: thing. I mean, the press on it is insane. They made a public announcement. Our Go Naked for Fur campaign has ended after 30 years. Wow. Because we won.
0: Is there any data on how much they invested over 30 years? I mean, they're a nonprofit. So like they have supporters who so give the donations and those donations go to these campaigns, right? Yeah, there's not – I mean, it
1: shows on their website how much they raise, but it's not based on campaign. Okay. You know, it's just people are contributing yeah. to the the movement, essentially. Yeah. So another one that stood out to me is back in 2000, they attacked the major fast food chains. They went big. It was creepy. So they first attacked McDonald's, and look what they did. They created these ads with this bloody horse head. Oh,
0: my God. And then it said, do you want – fries, do you, that is a disturbing picture we have to post. It has a bloody horse head and it says underneath in like the McDonald's colors, do you want fries with that? McCruelty to go. Oh, that is the most disturbing image I've probably seen in a long time. Okay. So that's just one. And then they did these pop-ups
1: Look at this is a woman they put these boxes these clear plexi boxes and then on the bottom they wrapped it with an image of flames yeah. and it says McDonald's scalds chicks to death oh. and look at these and there's women, a woman inside like two ch- women naked painted like they're burnt Oh my, where was that? Was that just in front of a McDonald's? McDonald's, but they did this at over 50 McDonald's across North America when they launched this. So imagine like you're going to take your kid to McDonald's and this is what they see. Wow, I mean, that's a statement. Statement. Finally, they put out a press release and even designed this that said, if McDonald's didn't concede and stop scalding their chickens and being cruel to their beef, they were gonna distribute these Happy Meals. Look at these Happy Meals. The Unhappy Meals, complete with plastic animals, missing limbs, and a cartoon of Ronald McDonald holding a bloody butcher knife.
0: Oh, my God. That is disturbing. Is that disturbing? Wow. So they just selected McDonald's because they're probably the number one fast food restaurant, Right. Well, what's crazy about PETA, when I was reading,
1: they do all these, and I don't know who does it, but they have these undercover people that go to the factories or go to the farm. Oh, to like evaluate how humane their practices are? Yeah. Wow. And then they document it, and then they report back to PETA, and this is how they start their crazy campaigns or attacks against these businesses. Wow. McDonald's, guess how long this lasted? This wasn't just that one day. I mean months, six months. It lasted 11 months, included more than 400 demonstrations in 23
0: countries. Are these
1: just, are the people who
0: are the activists, are they just volunteers who are for the cause? How many, does PETA have employees? I'm assuming, I mean, they have a leadership team, right? But Mm -hmm. like, how big is the organization? 6.5
1: million people support them. So they have like these forums that people can go in and like organize demonstrations. Figure out like what they're going to
0: join up with. Wow.
1: So finally McDonald's conceded and became the first fast food company to agree to make basic
0: animal welfare improvements. Well, that's the right thing to do. I mean, it's a pretty insane way to capture their attention, but wow. (laughs) Hey, get this. They didn't just
1: stop at McDonald's. As soon as McDonald's conceded, they attacked Burger King. So they put out a press release, again, saying that when kids went to Burger King to get that like free crown you get at Burger King because kids loved it, they were going to give some kids some new food for thought. So they were going to get PETA's new promotional handout. So PETA would have people in front of Burger King giving out these crowns and the crown would resemble a blood-soaked crown with golden points in peeling pigs and cows. <sighs> Below each skewered pig or cow would be factoids about how animals suffer on Burger King's factory farms and a slogan that says, How much cruelty can you stomach?
0: Wow. That is crazy. So I get they're trying to make a statement with... Well, they're made, they're, no they're trying to make change. and they well, change, it, but know. like with kids? I mean, they're not, well, no, they're trying to affect parents yeah. because they don't want the kids, you know, obviously the parents don't want the kids to see that. But my, at my kids' ages, like if my oldest, who's almost nine, saw that, that would impact her for, I mean, she's so impressionable right now. I don't know if she would ever eat meat again. I was just, it's funny because Caden was watching me
1: do this and... He was asking, "Well, why would people be mean to animals?" And so I just—they don't understand. They yeah. don't understand it, except for Ferdinand. You've seen that movie, uh-huh. right? they like, yeah, flip out He's with a
0: bull or whatever.
1: Yeah, and then they go. He has to save his friends from getting slaughtered. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I, I did watch that, and I'm now it's all coming back to me
1: now. So yeah, he—I mean, he kind of resonated with it, but I—I I just when I was reading this, that it
0: just disturbed me. Like, why would you go after kids, or why? But they're not. I, I get what their their intention was to make parents take notice. And of course, to like scare the hell out of Burger King to So they don't want their customers to be experience this, you know? So they wanted Burger King to make change. And did they? Did it work? Yeah. Burger King eventually changed. And then they went after Wendy's and Wendy changed. And, and then, then you kind of have to, once one fast food restaurant, McDonald's loved the pack. What are the others going to like stand up and say, no, like that would be a fail.
1: Well, and then now think about it. They have that the, I call it the mystery meat, but it's not mystery meat. Oh, the meat. chicken nugget? No. McDonald's and Burger King, they all have that vegan burger oh.
0: that's the fake. It's just like a vegan, yeah, like a normal vegan burger. It's like garden blend of of stuff. <laughs> it's like <laughs> lettuce and carrots and
1: some something Mashed all mixed up, up in a patty. Oh, <laughs> gross. Yeah. So, <laughs> but how crazy that from in 2000… They were so focused on this. And
0: now they're all about sustainability, vegan products, all this stuff. Yeah. I mean, well, it's insane when you think about how much has changed since 2000, just in the past 21 years. There's something I'm going to cover soon, too, that the way the society was in the early 2000s is so dramatically different from where we are today. And it feels like yesterday. It feels like that was yesterday. Yeah. So what also is crazy to me, so the original
1: founder, Dave and Ingrid, they were... Two buddies, Ingrid. Is Ingrid a dude? No, woman. Okay. Ingrid's a woman and Dave is a man. And when they first met, they formed this organization. But Ingrid is brutal. She will stop at nothing. She is- Is she just like a full-time activist? Full-time activist. She runs PETA, but she's the mastermind behind a lot of this stuff, like getting- Like the crazy stunts. The crazy stunts. Mm -hmm. Like she doesn't, she's very opinionated and she will stop at nothing to get her- her mission across. Get it done. Yeah. Yeah. So in 2012, once again, they wanted to prove how skilled they were in making headlines. So they staged this shocking campaign in Australia against Armani. Oh, so PETA activists went to a busy street in Sydney with coffins labeled with this bold message. Armani fur is dead. And they were naked again and they covered themselves in body paint that was white. So they looked even more dead. And they had flowers on them. And they just laid it, in coffins. And oh. they just
0: laid in the middle of the street. The picture she's showing me, there's two or three coffins. And it says Armani fur is dead on the side in like white bold font. And then there's people laying inside naked holding flowers on top of them. That's crazy. That was in New York?
1: It was in Sydney. Okay. And it just... Again, the the amount of press coverage, the press loves PETA. They just go insane. Yeah. And most press,
0: obviously, they report on the stunt. I mean, they all support him. Well, because they, then they dive in and they uncover the facts about the organization or the person who's doing things wrong. And that's a whole other juicy story for them to cover. So Armani, they just wanted Armani to stop using fur in their designs. Yeah. Another thing they did is they wanted Calvin Klein to stop
1: using it, and they stormed the Calvin Klein headquarters and went in there and threw red paint, paint everywhere. Oh my gosh. So I mean that's defacing. Well, they property got for that. yeah. And and they spray painted all over the walls. Oh and my gosh. I mean these PETA people, it's almost like a cult. Do they they're, get
0: arrested on the
1: reg? These people don't get arrested because it's like, like freedom of speech, yeah. right? But when you're defacing property. When you're defacing property and Well um, and
0: like when you throw paint or flour on people that's not okay either. So Kim Kardashian, they threw fur and paint
1: and then they threw flour. And flour. And they don't press charges. I mean, they make statements like I wore the fur, I get it. But I'm not gonna stop wearing fur. But I'm confused because you said the Kardashians posed for PETA. That's the weird thing. People said what a hypocrite they were because at first the sisters all posed for PETA. They all did? All wow. together, like naked in with the, you know, yeah. furs dead. And then Kim was going to some fashion week, or, or I didn't even know if it was fashion week. She was just out. I remember seeing it. Like it, it happened somewhere. on an episode, I think. And people, like, totally attacked her. And they're like, what a hypocrite. That makes no and sense. And actually, so there's a few other celebrities, same thing. They posed, and then they were caught. Was it
0: real fur? Did she say it was fake fur? Because do they have an issue with fake fur?
1: I don't know. I didn't read that. I mean, Kim Kardashian, would she wear fake fur? Well,
0: I mean, if she really doesn't believe in animal
1: cruelty, then Yeah. I think Kim Kardashian believes in looking hot at all times and having an insane wardrobe. Yeah. But they've been criticized from all sides. Some people think their methods are distasteful, which I think some of them are freaky and weird. But others say their main focus is instead of focusing on the cause, they focus too much on getting media attention. Like Mm. they need
0: to chill on the media attention and actually make things happen. And I just want to point one thing out. When they get all the media attention— change happens. That's exactly what they should be focusing on. If it's working, why would they change it? It sounds like, like you said, they've accomplished their goal with anti-fur. They've gotten some of the biggest fast food giants to change their practices. Their shit's working.
1: Yeah. Some people just think, why wouldn't you try to meet with the CEO of McDonald's and formulate a plan and help Provide resources or something. They never go. Oh, there's like no, never an attempt. It's like undercover shaming, like, you know, so it's pretty crazy. I also think that this was really weird to me. So they always use naked women to get their message across. In some of the ads, obviously there are men, but in their stunts, it's women, like naked women in the cages, women in the coffins. One ad, there's all these naked women with red paint all over them, like piled on top of each other. So I get they're trying to get
0: their message across, but isn't that a little demoralizing to women? Yeah, I mean, I'm curious what their take is. Like with the chick thing, it made sense to me cause it was like, you know, chick is slang for women. So like, they're talking about boiling chicks to death or frying them, whatever it was, that they would have women in there. But yeah, that, that doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. And there's another one
1: that actually, there's a woman, they had a barbecue rolling around the streets of New York. And there was, an, again, a naked woman on the barbecue. She was painted red and had char marks. Wow. They're it's sexist for sure. I think it's sexist. I I couldn't find, again, there's so much data out there, so I didn't really dive deep if like any feminists have taken action on yeah. them, but pretty crazy. Interesting. So, regardless of either of our opinions, you know, PETA has really convinced some of the world's largest fashion brands to not use fur, ban animal testing on more than 4,600 personal care companies. Wow. And they've, this is creepy, they've ended the use of animals in automobile crash tests. I didn't they know. They used to
0: use animals? I know. Isn't that just messing
1: up? So, and then they obviously have transformed the way fast food yeah. chains have of sourced yeah. their meats. They also, a couple other things, they have this really cool timeline that I'll link to on PETA's website of everything they've done, but they were able to close down a Texas slaughterhouse operation in 1987 where 30,000 horses were trucked in and left to starve and froze in the fields.
0: Oh my God, that's horrible. I know. So there are these things so they're doing, that like- Well, they're doing some good things, just like their methods aren't always- Looked highly upon, it sounds like.
1: Yeah. So, and then they also, Cedar sinai which is California's largest hospital, they would get stray dogs from Mexico and ship them to California for experiments. Mm. So, they like intercepted that, stopped that. So, they've done some incredible things. And even, this made me sad, but they stopped Barnum and Bailey's circus because they were abusing animals and it was this whole thing. And I was always wondering, like, why can't we take
0: our kids to the circus? Oh, I didn't even realize they're… There's not really circuses. or it's not
1: Barnaby and Bailey's. It's Ringling Brothers. Oh, okay. Oh, and Barnum and Bailey's, but both of them.
0: Yeah, they no more circuses because they
1: did an undercover investigation where they were like abusing the animals, beating them. They were putting them in cages, and the conditions they were keeping them in were horrible. Like, and then they'd put them on show and make money off of them. And if you know they died, they just would get a new one.
0: How is the zoo different? I guess the zoo has pr- probably. I mean, that's a dumb question. They have very humane, you know, ways of keeping the animals and they have people who specialize in each animal and treat them right i'm assuming but i mean those gorillas have the best life ever <laughs>
1: <laughs> they just sit there and get fed awesome food and get their belly rubbed all day like yeah. that doesn't happen in the wild yeah. but i do agree like sometimes the tigers are in that small yeah it just seems area.
0: it's interesting that that is different than I guess a circus, yeah, maybe there's not as much control or like the specialists there to take care of the animals as they have at the zoo. Yeah. So, I mean, PETA was
1: so interesting to me. I'd love to do a follow-up with additional stunts. Yeah. But, you know, in my opinion, they do crazy off the wall things but it works. I mean, mm-hmm. they are making significant change in the world with animal cruelty and that horse thing just like broke
0: my heart. It's that's crazy. I know there's a lot of stuff we have no idea that happens behind the scenes of big corporations testing on animals. The way they treat animals, unfortunately, we're not exposed to a lot of that as the general public. So, there's a place for organizations like this, and I I understand their methods are interesting. But they're working. <laughs> they're working. Yeah, and I guess what I took away with it is when you do things that are so provocative, yeah, like you said, the media just bites. Yeah, so. and that's ex- they, that's exactly why they're doing it. So, um, so interesting. Yeah. Again, awesome
1: information on PETA's actual website, which I will link to. They have a whole milestone timeline that showcases PETA from back in the day and what they've accomplished. Fashion United UK News had a great article about PETA over the years and how they really ended their fur campaign last year in February. Mm -hmm. And Harper's Bazaar had a ton of articles based around Fashion Week. So
0: great sources and I'll link them in the show notes. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for listening. We hope you loved this episode. And of course, we hope you'll come back next week for another great story. If you want to support our little podcast, you can leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and we would love for you to tell your friends how much you love us and maybe they'll love us too. And, of course, follow us on Instagram at WillItStickPodcast and visit us online at willetstickpodcast.com And that's where we keep all the show notes and sources.
1: And we'll post some of these pictures. Yeah. See, even that weird
0: dance. Oh, yeah, for sure. You have to post some of the videos and pictures there.
1: Don't tell me you're going to want to start doing interpretive dance.
0: Oh, man, I already do it, like, every day. All right, cool. Thank you, guys. Bye. Peace out.